0: Our next speaker um, that we're going to have up there, I've only had three major conversations with. His name is um, Bernie Norman. And as I get to know him more, he's, he's already had a profound effect on how I look at myself and the vision that I want. You know, there are some people in your life, you know, you get to talk to them, and you think your vision is here. But then they look at you, and they see something this great, and the vision becomes here and Bernie Dorman has done that. But what I've done is I've also made a great relationship with a very persistent and consistent gentleman named Dr. Richard Kay. Let's give him an applause, please. You know, and what's really funny about networking, there, there are some people, you know, you, you get to meet them, and you're like, oh, my goodness, this guy with the cowboy hat, do I really want to <laughs> have a relationship with him? He's kind of a crazy guy. But... But over time, as we've gotten to talk and gotten to know each other, I've really became um, to respect Dr. Richard Kay and the passion that he has with other people and the passion that he has for this organization network together. And he will be introducing um, Bernie Dorman of CEO Space. Let's give a round of applause for Dr. Richard Kay Hasn't he done an amazing job
1: in putting an event like this together? Give him a hand. Thank you. Who here is an entrepreneur and you have a business or a product or a practice you'd like to take to the next level? How many of you would like to raise capital for a project? All right. How many will not raise a hand no matter what I ask? All right. Thank you. Twenty-one years ago, I had the privilege of meeting Bernie at a conference kind of like this. It was a networking thing. You go to networking events, you never know the outcome, is that correct? especially when you go to be in collaboration and contribution. Some of you have heard stories of things that have come through CEO space that we have created massive success. Have you heard of Chicken Soup for the Soul? Yes. You heard of John Gray and Men are for Mars? Yes? These are some of the projects that have come through CEO space and have achieved amazing, amazing success. Bernie is a coach and mentor to people that you know, including uh, Mark Hansen, Jack Canfield, John Gray, Tony Robbins. He takes people, and like Robert said, we all have a vision of where we are. Once you sit down and talk with Bernie, you realize that your vision really is about this big. We expand it. We have conferences a couple of times a year. Bernie will tell you a little bit about it. And it's my privilege to introduce the founder of, and Chairman of the Board of CEO Space, Mr. Bernie Dorman.
2: I'm going to take very, well, of course, my shoes are great, but I'm going to take very little time, but I want to thank the boss. I'm here not only because for 31 years, we have the number one business conference in the world by Forbes, by Inc., but my famous friends here are who I want to... Get up here and have you enjoy. Laurel Langmire, one of the superstars. She's a superstar. Radio show, Dr. Phil, best selling New York Times author. You've got Mr. Awesome, Eric Swan. When you get with Eric, who is awesome, we all call him Mr. Awesome. I tell all our people they have to go to his events, they have to go to Laurel's roundtable, they have to get in these events. But I want to tell you something about why we're here. All right? And this is obligation. I do this all over the country. I'm 300 days speaking at stage at stadiums with the superstars, big events, small events, doesn't matter. And serving you. I've been out in the lobby just coaching, tape recording, giving people branding information, how to make impact marketing, how to get that, you know, task done. I was just introduced by the co-founder of Home Shopping as the, which was nice of him to say on film. But he goes, I've been with uh, CO Space 30 years. I just came from home shopping on air. And I'm here to tell you that I've watched from 1991. And this guy that is talking to you has helped more entrepreneurs make more millions than anybody alive today. So pay attention when he talks. But I want to talk about the founder who just was up here talking about me. I told him and, and his lovely wife that they have introduced something new to us. This isn't like other things. This is better networking. And I'm gonna give you some keys to even make it better. Right now, change the whole thing. But I want you as you do it, because I'm gonna yank it right out of my CEO space where we spent 50 million to yank these kind of processes to give you better value when you're together. So I don't wanna waste time, I wanna give it to you. But I want you to do this. All right, so I said I'm here because You know, partly the boss is a United States Marine. My son is a two-time sniper team leader for the United States Marine in Iraq. He's been shot, blown up, four surgeries, and purple-hearted. And when I'm sitting here, and he's almost in tears, saying, I was in a very disciplined leadership organization where you put it all out on your checkbook. When you sign up, you're paid in full as it may be your life. We're point of the spear. And after you serve your country like that, what are you gonna do next? And he said, what I'm doing here is the highest service I know. And I just wanna help the next entrepreneur to win. That's what I really want in my heart. We all owe him three people when he has the next one. We gotta do it. It's too hard filling it. You don't know what it takes. This is really good. Tell three or four people, We should be in big ballrooms and have 5,000 at these. That's how big this is. That's what Laurel and I want. And that's what Mr. Awesome wants. We all want that. David wants it. Another superstar coming up before you. All right. So, with the little time I've got, I want you to figure this up. When you start in your breaks, just do this. So, networking is a little bit broken. Do you agree? And it's broken because of what? Because we're Americans. And all this mid-year election doesn't change that. If we get threatened, there is no party. That's what they don't understand about us. doesn't matter what our age is to the youngest children walking around. They're just us, just Americans. That's who we really are. And we used to sink each other's wells out here, clear the rocks out, make a homestead for each other. And somehow we've got this dog-eat-dog competition going. And you walk in and you say the networking competitive prayer, you know, which isn't any of our faith or religion. God, please help me meet some one non-crummy person and get out of there. And what I want you to do is turn it around. We're so blessed if you think about even being in this room against 7 billion who can't feed their families. And and don't have medicine for illness. We're so blessed in so many ways. we got to come in with the cooperation, the Holy Spirit's prayer. We've got to come in with each other and say, Lord, you've blessed me so much. How can I, tithing, make a difference for another entrepreneur in this room? How could I be their difference? How could I be their miracle? How could I make that miracle? And I want you to do this, which is cooperative, not competitive. Just try it out. And get up and start networking with people. Go to everybody, every booth, everything. And just say, tell me what you're doing and what are you looking for next. How may I serve you? Tell me what you're doing, what you're looking for next. You're not needy. You don't need anything next. We don't want to catch need. What are you looking for next? We'll help you find it. If I can't help you with what you're looking for, I'll say I'll scout for you. And my goal is, when I find somebody, to bring them back over. So I told you I'd scout for you. And here's a great contact. You guys got to hook up. It answers your problem. There's somebody for everybody in this room. All right? So now, if you have five scouts out, is that valuable here? Yes. Now, if you can help them, you say, see me. Let's swap cards. We'll we'll talk after this. And I'm going to get a Skype call, or I'm going to get a meal, where we have no host meal. And I'll bring my friend, if it's local... Because meals make deals. Nothing else does. Don't end hey, phone them and say, Bernie said phone them. That's not networking. That's not making your network. So you say, see me or I'll scout for you. What are you doing? How may I serve you? Now, is that person going to let you away without saying, but what are you doing and how may I serve you? You know what reciprocity is. Reciprocity is the power of the law of attraction. You can read Think and Grow Rich. I grew up on Napoleon Hill's lap. He was in my father's company till he died. And I'm telling you, it won't work for you if you've done it and read it, if you don't have the law of reciprocity, which was in the book, to power the law of attraction. What makes the law of attraction work? If you are going through a village up here just a little out of town in a buckboard, and you've got water from the well at night, and you're bringing it to your folks, and you try to sneak through at 3 in the morning... You're going to maybe have the evaporation give you very little water when you get to your folks. But if you stop at high noon when it's hot out there and you take the ladles that are all around that and you give it to the four-year-olds and the five-year-olds and you scrape the bottom until you have no water left for your people, the sound that will deafen you is the Lord God's thunder because he'll rain on you Arizona-style in a thunder burst that will fill that wagon to a level no evaporation would ever block because the law of reciprocity is the law of attraction what are you doing with your water while you're here what are you doing to help someone else drink while you're here if you would help someone else while you're here you will walk out of here more refreshed than trying to get as much as you can before you leave and America will happen because you'll get more than you came for you'll be stunned you'll have miracles why Because to the extent you do it, to the extent we do this over a week, but we take a lot of time setting you up as business owners, and we make sure that you do this for a week. You're helping each other, and it's a hall of miracles. But you can make this a hall of miracles to the extent you start to put inside your heart space, not your head space, that I can make a difference for another entrepreneur, and I want to. And if you start doing that, you'll get more than you ever thought you would get by trying to get it. And you'll get it by the give and receive, because that's the real law. And you know it, try it out. What are you doing, and how may I serve you? How hard is that? What are you doing, and how may I serve you? I'll scout for you. And make sure they know it. Don't say it frivolously, like we're used to in networking. I'll scout for you, blah, blah, blah. You stop, grab their forearm, be respectful with the ladies and say, no, I really mean it. Make eye contact. I am going to scout for you, really. And it may be two or three days you find a contact. If you keep the consciousness, I want to help Mabel here, then you'll be her miracle. It'll come to you. And that's the law of attraction. That's how we should have been. That's how we should have been raised, gone to school. And what you have here by intention from a husband-wife team is to give you that higher level of networking, to make your network, work, because the boss only cares about one thing, that you walk out of here, you walk out of here, and you are helped as a business owner, as a small business owner. Let me give you one of my father's uh, stories to his nine children, as one of the thought leaders that changed the thought leader movement, founded the human potential industry. So, when he came back from his trips with the big fortune companies and so forth, he teaches children. So we were in jammies on binkies. Oh, you laugh. I still have that binky. <laughs> when I get sick, I use that binky. My grandmothers had to sew it together so it didn't fall apart, but I got it. When I sat on with my father that night. I was seven. And We had little candles in front of us, and he asked if we wanted to blow the candles out. We said, yes, Dad. And uh, he bent over. He was a Navy commander. He had this big Navy power light that today mag lights are normal, but back in the 50s, it was a real big deal, military grade, and a pin light. And so he had, you know, so he read maps in blackout conditions, and so he has this Tree ferns all set up in front of him that he had covered, and they took the stuff off, and it was like a little forest between us and dad. And he had uh, little uh, soldiers, like G.I. Joe, I guess, with his hands up. And uh, he said, These that you're seeing, sons, daughters, these are the adults that are in the sun. They're living in God's possibility of all the wonderful things that could happen. And these are when you got married, when you had that child, when you got that home, when you got that car, when you got that job. All the things that we really have milestones in our lives. But he said most of the humans that I meet and coach all over the world are these. And he showed us these humans who were holding these tree fern with their arms around it. We didn't see him before. And he said, these are the maybes. Because for them, when the light winked out, because God is never through cooking you for excellent children, no matter what you've accomplished, you have to do more for your fellow spirits because it's required of you to grow. And uh, when that light goes away and those possibilities stop, maybe you lost your job. Maybe you had a bad marriage maybe something came and hit you in your life it was pretty hard for a while and uh, you went a little back maybe even from God and maybe you'd go out and try to get in the light again but maybe you wouldn't for all of your life these are living life where the most important thing in a human life is your dreams and you're doing your dreams you're the entrepreneurs of the world you're doing your dreams you'll have no regrets later in life because you're doing your dreams And the most important thing is not to fail to go back out and get the light of all possibilities. And he said, that's not most of the humanity. They don't live in compromise on their dreams. No, no. And then he showed us the others. And they're all sitting with their legs around the tree ferns, their little arms around, can't even move. And he said, these are the frozens. They've had a divorce that was so bad, so unfair, and they're never going to the light again. They, uh, they lost everything, went bankrupt. They're never going to the light again. They lost their seven-year-old child. And they blame God for that. They're never going to the light again. They're frozen. They live in a place that's the sorriest place for a human soul that is never born, never dies, is immortal, that can co-create anything, move mountains, Whatever you want, you can create. That soul will create it. But you have become frozen, forgetting who you really are, by the masses. And he said, what I want you nine to realize is I won't always be here to teach you. And he turned the light on himself. He said, I'll be gone as your father, and I'll be on the other side. And what I'm going to tell you now is the lesson I want you to remember the rest of your lives. All nine of you. Don't ever forget it from your father. For there lives in the forest another. And then he showed these that were on the run. That were running. And he said the light winks out for them too. But they run. Because they know this is thousands of miles. With millions of shafts of sunlight. And that the Holy Spirit's capital is ideas and inspirations and options. One inspiration from up there, you don't get divorced. One inspiration up there, you don't file bankruptcy. One idea, and you're okay. And they're running for it. And they are different than the rest because, A, they're so much less lonely because they're running together. And they live their entire life, more of it, in the sun of God's illumination. They see like the eagle that pierces this canopy, Flies above all the storms, that the light is never ending and coming down throughout the forest. They have boulders, they have forests that fall down with big redwood trees they got to limp, limp around or over, but they're on the run and they go by all of it till they find where they are in the sun. And they're there together most of their lives on the run. And what I want to do when I'm there with the Lord God and I have to Turn around, and you guys, as you come in at the end of your life, all see as babies. You'll be running to your dad's arms. And I want to turn and say to the Lord, I don't care what you did in your life, children. I don't care how you accomplished anything. I want to pick you up and say, Lord, these are my nine runners. They live life on the run. There isn't one that was a maybe or a frozen. They live life on the run. I want them all to be runners, all of you, and your job is to keep in this family your brothers and sisters on the run. If they ever have any of the challenges you will have, and I'm not here, then you be me for each other. And you keep your brothers and sisters on the run. And when he passed, this famous man with the nurse that crossed Mother Teresa over, taking him to the other side, and he took that last breath, he had called us all in. We all said our goodbyes, and privately he asked all of them, every one of me I was last, because I was the oldest son, I squeezed my hand so hard and he said, "What do I tell the Lord?" I was crying. And I said, "Dad, we're all runners. We're all running. You tell him, you created nine runners, Dad." And he said, "You're my oldest son." I said, "I know, Dad." He said, "And I've always loved all my children the same." I said, "I know, Dad." He said, "No, B." I've always loved all my children the same. I said, I know, Dad. And then he squeezed harder than I thought you could do with cancer at the end of your life. And he said, but son, you have to know. You're my firstborn son. He said, I know that, Dad. And he said, I've always loved you first. It may not seem like much, but it was a big deal for me. And I bring it to you because I've asked you to network a little differently. Because this is a room of runners. There isn't a maybe or a frozen. And remember, when you see the traffic jams out there and the tires are going to burn off and melt off the car, remember something. They're praying there's got to be more to life. They're praying that they don't have to go back to that little cubicle, those little, what was the song from Weeds, Tiny Boxes, Little Boxes, And they all look the same. They're all made out of ticky They don't want to live like that. There's got to be more to life. And the reason I tell you that is because you're the entrepreneurs. You own your businesses. And we whine like no one else. Let's just talk about Donald Trump or any other political race going on in town, And we will whine and complain and cancel each other's votes. But we'll come together at any time to help each other. And we understand each other and the problems we share. And all of us have three boulders in our knapsack. Laurel does, Mister, every one of the speakers has three boulders. Don't fail to go to them and say, what can I do for you, Laurel? What can I do for you, Eric? What can I do for you, David? What can I do for the boss that puts this on? What can I do for you? What do you need next? But what I tell you is this, they're praying on their knees for a bigger, better life And at the end of our whining, we have what they're praying for. Because we, the entrepreneurs, have one thing that the rest of the world, by percentage, doesn't have. Our lives, from morning till night, in what we do to build our businesses, our dreams. Our lives thrill us! We live thrilling lives. And we live those lives On the run. Let me give it back to our host. So, God
0: bless you guys. Bernie, thank you. Thank you so much.